to the secrets of the yoginis. In this podcast, I seek to explore the ancient wisdom of holistic health and share the very best secrets to help you experience vitality, wellness, and self-efficacy in your longevity. I'll interview wellness thought leaders. Listen as we explore holistic practices and the connections with nature. to the secrets of the yoginis. This is Angela and I am sharing today's podcast around the idea of meditation and concentrated thought and what that means in the yogini world. I am so excited to share this with you because there is a minor distinction, especially when folks are beginning a meditation practice. Most of the people in my life do not have a meditation practice. They think about having a meditation practice, which is, you know, that means you're on your way. That is to be celebrated, right? Like, I, I want to salute everyone for even having it in their mind's eye. But today, I'd like to invite you to explore the idea of really establishing and allocating time to allow the brain to go into the alpha state of awareness. And that is just a relaxed state. In our Western culture, if you, um, I live in the United States, and if you live in a country that is driven by striving consumerism like like mine <laughs> i i think that meditation is truly the vehicle to returning to our human nature and i am a if you if you if you don't know me if you haven't listened to my podcasts i am a yoga teacher a meditation teacher and i help women over 35 discover the benefits of Ayurveda and the meditation part is so critical in our mental health, our physical well-being and really emanating positive energy into the world. I'm really on a mission to help women own their physical bodies their mental well-being to bring an uplift in their communities. It's within that kind of emanating positive energy that we could begin to help our world through climate change and the adaptation that we as humans need to conquer and really own we, we aren't there yet as a collective human race. We're still kind of figuring it out, thinking about it, making these, these smaller shifts. And it's the women of the world that are truly needed to help everyone understand that it's our, our, personal, our personal vitality that can really foster changes in 
how we are adapting to climate change. Because when we can first attend to our own personal body's ecosystem, our biome, then we can ripple that out into our families, our community, and the planet. So this topic today is around Dhyana, which is meditation, and Dharana, which is this idea of concentrated thought, which is a little different. There's a fine line. And Dharana, as we know it, this is these are two of the eight limbs of yoga. And Dharana is the practice of concentration. So this is when we do um, a mindfulness practice. I do know people who do mindfulness practices in my life, and I, I love that because when we can be mindful and fully present with others especially, we can truly connect and create connectivity that's meaningful and lasting. There are some actions that we can take with dharana that can begin to train the brain to prepare for the new habit forming of meditation. But really bringing some ownership around dharana is the very first step to establishing a meditation practice. It's uh, the very first thing to do. There are other things <laughs> that come above this um, or below this in the eight limbs of yoga, but I think we are all high-functioning individuals that really need to calm down in the culture that I live in here in San Francisco, California. So to really break this down, this idea of concentrated thought known as dharana in Sanskrit is about having removing the, the distractions outside of ourselves. Removing those obstacles to a mindfulness practice. So to be able to practice concentration, we do need to have some intention this is what we're doing. And then we need to attend to it. So for example, I sometimes use Dharana when I'm washing dishes. I will admit I'm a busy woman. I'm an entrepreneur. I have kids. I have a busy family. So sometimes I am cranking through the dishes. But on those days when I do have some extra time, I wash my dishes very mindfully and I enjoy the space in my home that I've set up. I get to wash dishes near a beautiful window with a light beaming in. I have a beautiful spider plant that's on my windowsill so I get to know that I'm nourishing my body with some extra oxygen from the plant that I have nearby. I use really nice dish soap that is made from coconut oil. It's organic and 
has um, just a wonderful, not too sudsy slipperiness that enables me to wash off the debris from my dishes and prepare the washing up that my dishwasher will do. I have a lovely, fantastic dishwasher that really takes care of my family through sanitizing the dishes that we have. And it's this kind of mindful slowing down to appreciate the mundane but all too important parts of our life to have set up clean dishes, a clean kitchen space at the heart of the family, right? Our kitchen is is part of the home that we all gather, we nourish ourselves there, we want this to be a tidy, clean, positive space. So when I'm able to bring that kind of awareness to, you know, the simple task of washing up, I am preparing my brain to have the right way of thinking in order to stay in a meditative state. So we're really training that frontal lobe of our brain that makes decisions, which makes decisions that work so hard throughout the day, right? When you're driving, you're making many decisions about what's going to happen at that intersection, you're going to pass someone. These are these can be life-altering decisions. If you're riding a bike, you know, out in traffic, you have to be mindful. So adding that kind of mindfulness, a skill is developed when you are able to add that kind of rigor to the simple things of your day. And it can really foster a lot of deep joy because not only are you training the brain to return and stay in the thought, the train of thought of the simple action of washing up the dishes. Training the brain to do that helps you concentrate in your next deep conversation with your partner or your child or your mother or father. As women begin to enter that phase of perimenopause over 35, the tasking of a developed life is continual and never ending. The problem solving is layered with multifaceted detail and minutiae that can really bog us down. It can impact our immunity. It can create systematic breakdown if we begin to behave and take on things without 
some concentrated thought. It's in that mastery of concentration that we are better able to make decisions. This kind of thought improves our sense of well-being. It promotes positive mental health as we begin to appreciate the small things in life. When we pay attention to our actions, our attention can travel. And with our focus constantly shifting, we can fine-tune any kind of um, nuances of our life that we can see need some fine-tuning. So with the concentration of thought, we're really able to settle in and self-observe, which is known as pratyahara. That's another, um, another one of the eight limbs of yoga. But we can really observe ourselves, make those attunements that need to happen, for us to have success and feel really comfortable in our development as a human. When we're able to do that, we can then begin to settle in for extended periods of time around concentration and bring that to our seat as we begin dhyana, which is meditation. Meditation is also known as contemplation. It's the uninterrupted flow of concentration. And there is a line of distinction, but dharana is the practice, dharana um, being concentration. It's the practice of a one-pointed attention on the dishes, on folding the laundry, grooming your body in the morning. And dhyana, meditation, is a state of being that's um, keenly aware without focus. So there is some detachment and pratyahara, some observation. But when you get to the state of meditation, the mind has been quieted, and in the stillness, you may secrete thoughts or ideas or feelings. And with the strength and stamina of the work that you've done through concentrated thought, you can continue in a state of stillness in meditation. So. Dharana leads to Dhyana. And in the meditation app that I just launched a few weeks ago, and I'm dropping in new meditations every day, you can explore and be guided through a dishwashing concentrated thought. And this practice can really help you settle in 
and develop a meaningful meditation practice that will benefit your health, benefit the wealth of actions around you, and really create an impact in your world by offering the very best that you have to offer. When we practice meditation, especially in the morning, as the sun rises, there's a way to do it, and I, I have it all, I have that in my blog, and I'll include that in the show notes on my blog, but there's a way to practice with some grooming and movement that you can do, which really allows your energy to flow in and out of your, your crown chakra into the universe. And when you practice this, you can begin. You can begin with five minutes. And if you don't have five minutes, take four minutes. And if you don't have four minutes, take two. If you don't have two minutes, take some deep breaths the beginning to settling in your body, mind, and spirit, bringing the body and the mind together through that spiritual connection with nature and the outside. The breath does that. And you are so important. If you are listening to this, you have found this for some reason. And through meditation, concentrated thought, we're better able to function mentally as human beings. And training the brain with concentrated thought, studies have shown that this kind of action through mindfulness practices can really benefit our health and self-efficacy in our longevity. So I hope this has helped to clarify what meditation is, what you need to do to get there if you're struggling or if you haven't established a meditation practice. This can be very helpful. And just, you know, just on a side note, when I was 35, I was reading about meditation. I was a yogini then and I I took classes. I did meditation on the mat with a guide, my teacher. But I didn't really take it off the mat to my home. And I encountered some pretty serious health problems when I began that natural transition into perimenopause and you know this is very common for a lot of women but it was through that difficult transition that I actively sought out meditation teachers I I found a group that I really love here in San Francisco it's called San Francisco Insight wonderful community and our t- the teacher, Eugene Cash, is just absolutely fabulous. So, so he brought a lot of humor. He brought his other religious background into it. Really 
brought some practicality to it, and it was a Buddhist-style meditation and Dharma talk group that I would attend. And these were around 50-minute sitting meditation. So having that kind of teaching was incredibly powerful and really catapulted my recovery of the health concerns that I was having. It helped me to detach from the health concerns which affected my appearance and it affected my livelihood because of my appearance. It was a very difficult time. And I really owe the meditation practice to keeping me functioning keeping me tethered to the goodness in my life because at the time I did not feel well at all and I, I, I thought I was incredibly very sick it was um, a very tumultuous time that lasted about two years and it was in this group that I felt the support and the comfort of returning in a ritualistic way, just arriving to the group, being acknowledged in the group, that my presence was important. And as a group, we emanated positivity into the world. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. And it was in that group where I truly connected deeply with the long sitting meditation and was able to develop that long sitting meditation in my home practice. The, the issue with doing it in the home is that I live in a lively home. So it really, ha it really means that everyone has to clear out. Um, for me to do it properly. But then the wonderful teachings that I also received are that we can, with practice, use dharana, the concentration of thought, to really get us to that meditative space where we are concentrating in the moment and also detaching from the moment at the same time. So it's like a limbo space where you are living in the moment but in a detached way and it's quite spiritual and it helps you to make better decisions in the moment. So that was a wonderful lesson that I learned in that group as well. And every time I did the group practice, my family responded so beautifully. And if I missed a week, they always said, oh, you need to go to meditation group. <laughs> so it really helped so much. With the pandemic, the group became a virtual group. And with so many things being virtual, it was difficult to keep up. But I decided that I needed to create my own space to share with others. It was time. 
So that is the medium that I've taken with the meditation app to really reach as many people as I can. The locality of a physical group is is not um, simple in these times where being indoors in a quiet space is, is just is not conducive in my life right now. That's what I wanted to share today. And I thank you for listening. We have some really fun interviews dropping in the next, well, next week. And then also in a couple of weeks, I, I just have a stream of people I'm interviewing and I cannot wait for you to hear their stories. The, the health and wellness industry in my community is really just booming. And I feel like it's a deep response to global climate change. I'm a, it's just a pleasure to be a part of it. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you are curious about how to realize total body vitality and want to build better connectivity with your body, mind, and spirit, book a free connection call to explore the various practices that may benefit your personal health. Book the call at calendly.com forward slash yogini prana. You will learn so much in this call about your body that no matter if we decide to work together, you will be empowered with a solid action plan to help you begin mastering the five steps to total body vitality in your body. is brought to you by Yogini Prana. Yogini in Sanskrit means feminine yoga practitioner, master of tantra, and goddess. In Sanskrit, prana means energy, vitality, vital life force. This is a safe, trauma-informed space for women, those who identify as women, and for of women. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share with your friends. Mm-hmm.